Hey guys, welcome back to another Canine Performance Podcast episode where it is our mission to help you live the best possible life with your dog, guaranteed. I'm your host, Natalie Dobkins, and today our podcast topic is going to be things that do not measure your worth as a dog parent. I had posted about this topic uh, two days ago on Instagram, so that would make it the 16th, and it gained quite a bit of traction, more than I had anticipated, not just with the comments, but also with some of the messages that were sent to me. So if you haven't read this post, I would definitely go and check it out on Instagram. But to give you kind of a high-level overview, the main point of the post that I was trying to make is that there's a lot of different things that we, as dog owners tie our worth to or some of our emotions to our dogs. And some of those things um, are things such as what sort of breed you own, um, the type of dog that you own. I feel like this happens more in the sport world. For example, um, if you're on PSA um, or Schutzend, those sort of dog sports, I feel like it's more typical to see Malinois or working line German Shepherds, those sort of breeds. And if you don't have that sort of breed, it's odd. And I feel like a lot of the time you almost feel like an outsider in a lot of those different sports. The next thing is I think the more popular one that resonated with people, which is the training tools that you use or you don't use. And so here in the quote unquote balanced training community, we do use tools such as prong collars and e-collars. And there is a lot of misguided information, a lot of misconceptions, not a lot of education and knowledge when it comes to these tools, their application and proper usage. And so using these tools, you're typically going to be the minority Having a trained dog already makes you a minority, but using these tools in specific makes you even more so. And so when there's so much misinformation regarding this type of training, it can cast a lot of judgment and it can leave you feeling a wide spectrum of emotions a lot of the time. And when there are comments made on the different types of tools that you use in training, it can really bring you down. So that was one of the points that we touched on and I'll go more in depth as this podcast episode goes on. The next thing is going to be your past training mistakes. And anyone that owns a dog, we have made mistakes in our training. It's a natural progression of dog ownership, of being a quote unquote dog parent. And so some of these mistakes could be maybe you tried a method of training and you learn more information, you got more education, and then you look back and you say, oh my gosh, wow, I can't believe that I did that. And maybe there's a sense of guilt or shame that's tied to that. Um, And then the next thing was if your dog is from a breeder or adopted. Depending on the dog circles, that you are placed in on Instagram, Facebook, in real life, in some sports or clubs, whatever it is that you're involved in. I do know that for some people, this can be a very challenging topic um, that comes up in regards to what line is your dog from, what breeder is your dog from, so on and so forth. Um, And that can often feel 
pretty intimidating when people ask those different types of questions and it makes you as the owner feel some sort of way. And then finally, the last one is how many tricks or behaviors your dog knows. So this list was primarily comprised of the different individuals that I talk to and what I've gleaned from those conversations and kind of a median or average uh, emotions that I get from these people. So these are very common things, but also a lot of it is also emotions and thoughts and feelings that I have personally felt throughout my journey of not just being a dog owner, but then also a dog trainer as well. And for me specifically, it came down to the different tools that I used and then also how many tricks or behaviors that my dog knows. Since I'm not in, currently involved in any sort of dog sports, their breed and where they came from don't really impact me all that much. Um, and then being a dog trainer, um, I think that I've gotten really accustomed and used to making training mistakes. And so I don't uh, hold those and they're not as heavy anymore, even though at one point they definitely were. Um, and so I spoke about this in my post, how, you know, at first being a dog owner, some of the different things that I felt was just embarrassment, uh, shame and frustration, you know, just a lot of negative emotions for my dog's behavior before they were well-trained. They had a lot of barking, leash pulling, lunging, just hyperactivity, all the different things that you don't really want in a pet. Um, and then when they were trained, um, you know, you post pictures and you talk about the different training styles that you use and the training tools that you use. Um, you start entering into, I don't know if other people do this, but I started getting more into Facebook dog groups and there's a lot of nasty comments that can happen in those sorts of environments. And that's where you can feel even more guilt or shame or embarrassment, whatever it may be for the different tools that you use, because people will make comments of, oh my gosh, I would never put spikes around my dog's neck, or I would never shock my dog. Or, you know, people say that you're abusing your dog, you know, whatever it may be. And that leaves you feeling pretty defeated. And so you kind of go through this whole range of emotions of, you know, being frustrated of not having a well-behaved dog. You get a dog that's trained and now there's shame involved in using the tools that you do. And so you don't train as much and then you feel guilty because you don't train. And it just is this never ending cycle of emotions. Um, and a lot of these different things, you know, like I had already touched on before is that, we're tying a lot of ourselves to our dogs. And at the end of the day, we're doing our dogs a really huge disservice because training them isn't about us. It's really about them and it's helping them live a better life, a life that is fulfilled, that they have the security of, you know, what their life is comprised of. They know their role in life. Um, they are happy and that's what training is supposed to be about. It's supposed to be giving your dog a better life and therefore you'll also be able to have a better life with your dog. Um, and I briefly touched on this, but I do truly think that what has helped me become more confident, not just as a dog owner, but as a dog trainer is education. 
educating myself a lot, just finding as many different resources as possible. There are so, so, so many out there. YouTube, Google, um, you know, there's online courses and webinars and books and articles, seminars that you can go to, in-person people that you can get knowledge and information and work hands-on with. There are so many resources out there. If you have these sorts of feelings and emotions, I really do truly feel like education and getting more knowledge and information on everything related to dogs has helped my confidence increase exponentially. And so if you're listening to this podcast and perhaps you have felt some sort of emotions and it was tied to your dog, whether it's good behavior, but the tools that you use or how you approach training, maybe it's bad behavior um, and you want to train your dog to be better, build a better relationship with them, but you're still feeling, you know, overwhelmed and, you know, frustrated and you have all these different emotions tied to your dog. I would really encourage you to start learning more, learn more about dog behavior, dog psychology, learn more about the different tools that you want to use, the different methods that are out there. Just educate yourself further. But that is pretty much everything that I have for this podcast episode. Just letting you guys know that these are things that so many other dog owners, dog trainers, dog advocates, enthusiasts, whatever you want to say, anyone that is involved in dogs has these feelings at some point. So you are not alone. Just go into the comment section of the post that I had posted. Um, But yeah, that's all that I have for you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast episode. If you want to find us on Instagram, our handle is canineperformance. C-A-N-I-N-E underscore performance. You can find us on Facebook under the same name. Also on YouTube, there's a lot of videos on there. Um, You can search Natalie Dobkins or Canine Performance. Um, And then if you've been listening to some of my podcast episodes and you have gained just a little bit of some knowledge, some nuggets of information that you've particularly enjoyed, maybe you want to hear more of something, I'd really appreciate if you could take a second and leave us a review. It really helps a lot, gives us some feedback on some different things that we could be doing better, do more of, do less of, whatever it may be. But anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in. See you on the next one.